Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome into the Go247 podcast. I am Glenn West, senior writer here at the site. Uh, joined once again by Dylan Sanders, our contributing writer uh, here. It's been a little while for Dylan. Um, can't really actually recall the last time he hopped on a pod with us here. It's been a couple weeks, but just uh, letting him enjoy the the last holiday as a student uh getting to spend some time with family hope you guys had a great holiday season as well uh got the new year coming up here pretty soon but uh before that uh well i I should say after that directly after that lsu has a bowl game a citrus bowl game here on january the 2nd um so you know we'll, we'll we'll release this thing prior to that game being played so uh, hopefully you guys are finding it uh, pretty good, but um, yeah, I mean, Dylan, how was your how's your holidays been, man? Yeah, it's been good. It's uh, you know better than being in school, uh, um, yeah. and you know, good spending time with the family and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's 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 been chill. I haven't had to worry about much football. Just been able to sit back and relax. Of course, the Saints. You know, that's a whole another topic, <laughs> but. Oh. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, overall it's been it's been uh, a good a good little break, good little break, and then now with SEC basketball picking up, and with yeah. uh, the bowl game in a couple of days, it's it's fun getting back into the action. Yeah, uh, I mean LSU basketball opened up with a big win against Arkansas um, on uh, I guess what on Wednesday uh, they opened up SEC play with a tight win. I was in the building really. Electric win for the Tigers. Um, we'll, we'll dive into some more basketball talk in a later pod. But today, obviously, want to talk about a number of football topics that have been kind of sweeping uh, LSU football up over the last couple of weeks, um, or really the last couple of days, actually. I mean, uh, the big news uh, that, that broke on Wednesday, uh, obviously, Kayshawn Boudet, uh, LSU's receiver uh, for the last three years here, uh, had a had a little change of thought. He's now off to the NFL. Uh, the first news that broke was that he was uh, not going to be playing in the Citrus Bowl for a violation of team rules. They, they wanted to keep that internal. Um, so, and then a couple hours later, Booty announces that he is going into the NFL draft. Uh, this comes just a couple weeks after he had announced he would be returning for his senior season. So, uh, not the, the, I mean, the Kayshawn Booty sweepstakes, man, the, the news cycle of Kayshawn Booty, uh, has, uh, certainly been a revolving door, uh, one that, you know, I think his career can certainly be summed up as, uh, one of the, one of the greats, uh, I wouldn't put him in that upper echelon of LSU receivers, maybe just a tier below the Odell Beckham's, Jamar Chase's, uh, Justin Jefferson's of the world, but, um, yeah, Jarvis Landry can't can't forget Jarvis Landry either. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just um, a, a really bizarre career for Kayshawn. Came out had such a great first year and a half with the program. Really looked to be one of the all time greats here. And then that ankle injury he suffered uh, kind of stumped his sophomore season. Uh, 
you know, junior season was, you know, kind of rife with inefficiency and just kind of inconsistency uh, on the field. Looked like he was starting to, you know, gain some chemistry with starting quarterback Jaden Daniels towards the end of the year. Uh, really, uh, you know, I think a, a, another offseason with those two, and that could have been something really special. But uh, just, Dylan, your overall takeaways here of the, the, the booty saga and it finally coming to an end uh, with this decision. Yeah, it's, you know, I wish I could say it was surprising. Um, just kind of with how, I mean, it, no one expected the news really, but with how this all has gone with Kayshawn and, um, you know, how, how it's been with the coaching staff after he got, you know, a potential suspension, um, it's like you kind of, could have seen this coming like it's not out of the yeah. out of the possibility like okay well is is he kind of just done with it <laughs> and it seems like that was the case um yeah. so gonna... well we lost we lost dylan here for a minute i'm gonna let him uh re redo his audio for a second um just going to kind of bounce off of those thoughts a little bit i mean look Kayshawn is uh, obviously one of the all-time greats. I think he, he had a really nice career here. Um, but I do think it leads up, you know, opens up some opportunities now. I mean, I think probably the biggest news outside of Kayshawn uh, leaving was just the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, this, the timing of the decision is kind of what I think ruffled some feathers and just, you know, what would that have done with Jack Besh if, if, you know, Booty had announced earlier that he was going to the draft, that kind of thing. And uh, you, you certainly lose a talented player in Jack Besh. Yeah. So um, just, yeah, we got Dylan back here, but just, yeah, just following up on, on all that. I think it's just a situation now where LSU moves on and they have uh, a lot of weapons at their disposal. Look, I mean, you got Malik neighbors returning, you've got Brian Thomas returning, um, Aaron Anderson was a huge pickup out of the transfer portal, a guy who you know, doesn't have a lot of on-field experience, at least offensively, but has a ton of potential in this offense. Uh, you got him to go along with you know, Kyron Lacey and then the, the freshman that you signed, Shelton Sampson and Kyle Parker and Kai Preen. Um, uh, just, just a really good, solid nucleus, I think, of receiving talent here. Uh, guys that I think we all expect to, to step up into some huge roles. But, uh, yeah, I guess just finish your thoughts there on Booty and just kind of the the impact maybe of that decision and kind of how it, you know, how this roster looks, I guess, moving forward. I mean, yeah, the obvious question, Mark, is how that impacted Jack Besh, uh, how that would have impacted Jack Besh next season. But, Overall, you know, there is I'm not saying this is going to happen, but there is a world where Kayshawn leaving is a net positive for the program in terms of there are now less mouths to feed in that hugely talented wide receiver room, maybe some less distractions because obviously he's a great player, but for the past two years, it's kind of felt like the talk has outweighed the, the, the production uh, just in terms of the conversation around him and, you know, obviously great player uh, wish him the best in the NFL um, yeah. where I think he really can, you know, he's still super, super talented. So oh, yeah. uh, he'll make his mark in the NFL, but yeah, it, there is, there is a world where this is a net positive for LSU. Yeah. Uh, just because yeah. I, I think the talent's there. The, yeah. the, the team 
LSU's going from being one of the best wide receiver rooms in the SEC to being one of the best wide receiver rooms in the SEC. It's not like now all of a sudden they have to like, oh, who are we gonna who are we gonna play? They have their best receiver from last season coming back in Malik Neighbors, and then plenty of other people developing, and then some incoming players who are gonna play like Kyle Parker can can play will will eventually fill that Kayshawn role in the slot, in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Sheldon Sampson has a lot of talent. Jalen Brown's super fast. Aaron Anderson, uh, you know, we don't really, we haven't seen him play football in a while, but we, uh, you know, he was a dynamic talent. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of potential there with this, with this program and just kind of with this receiver room in particular. Now you get a whole nother year uh, yeah. with Jaden Daniels and, uh, you know, getting that extra chemistry with those guys, uh, it's, it's extremely important. And, you know, I think, you know, we saw that blossom last year with neighbors. I'm looking at a potential off season now where maybe Brian Thomas gets thrown into the fold a little bit more consistently. He's always been kind of your vertical big play threat guy, but I, I have a feeling Brian Thomas is going to have a, a really big 2023 campaign. Um, Can just, I, uh, just- I- uh, I wanted to add something off of something you just said. Uh, it's, sure. Right now, we do just need to point out the fact that Kayshawn is not leaving because Jaden Daniels is coming back. There is no. a, a growing, for some reason, a growing sentiment that that was the reason, not the reason at all. That no. put that to rest. That's not very what much happened. Not, very much not the reason. Um, you know, very much not the case. So I we just needed to address that. Yeah, it was a violation of team rules. We won't go into any specifics there, but um, let's. It, it's a violation of team rules, and I think it was just a matter of the player just, you know, wanting to to move on. You know, just move on from the program, cut his losses, and and uh, head for the NFL, where he will likely be a low first round, day two, day three kind of guy, and, and that that means a lot of money for him. So, um, you know, we'll. Uh, I think we could probably shift gears now into the actual game itself that we got coming up here um, on Monday afternoon at noon. LSU will be playing a uh, very depleted Purdue team. Uh, I kind of likened it earlier in the week and some stuff that I wrote just to very similar to where LSU was at, I think, a year ago in terms of just the the program shifting at at, at this time. You know, Purdue is – uh, announced that their their interim coach uh, Walters, I think is Ryan Walters. He is now the uh, permanent head coach, so they're keeping some continuity there in terms of promoting from within. Um, you know, they have some uh, really interesting assistant coaches. One by the name of Drew Brees, who is coming in to help prepare the quarterback room for this bowl game. Um, so that that's very interesting to have Drew on the sidelines. Uh, against an LSU team that, that no doubt has a lot of conflicting Louisiana fans in terms of personalities, in terms of just uh, you know rooting for Drew Brees for all those years while he was with the Saints, but uh, a really interesting game. I, I you know LSU comes in favored by fourteen and a half points. I think just off the talent that this Purdue team has lost, uh, it's very warranted. You know LSU, I think, is uh, coming in. You know everybody talks about the players that aren't playing for LSU, you know, the BJ Ojolaris, the Ali Gays of the world, but they also have, you know, dark Bernard Converse, Jay Ward. Um, you know, these are guys that are moving off, moving on in the secondary after this game, but they will be playing uh, for LSU. So you get some continuity in the backfield uh, in the back end of the defense there uh, for LSU. I guess we can start uh, with LSU in terms of 
goals for this game. Uh, I, I think probably the the goal for LSU is to not only just get out healthy, but to get some of these younger guys some looks. I mean, look, Jaden Daniels is going to play a lot, uh, but I would love to see Garrett Nussmeyer in this game. I would love to see Walker Howard in this game. Um, would love to see some of the younger receivers in this in this game as well uh, get some extended looks. You know, we haven't seen Landon Ibietta play. Uh, but he's been going through practices now. He's been dealing with a little bit of an injury for most of his true freshman year. Wouldn't mind seeing him get thrown out there if this is a game that you have in hand by the second half. Um, would certainly like to see those guys get opportunities. Um, and and there's a, a number of guys. I mean, you, know, you want to talk about the defensive side of the ball with Quincy Wiggins uh, off the edge. You know, Savion Jones is going to be big games for those two guys, uh, helping fill that role left behind by uh, Ollie Gay. And then on the other side, you're going to have, you know, probably Harold Perkins uh, in that B.J. Ojolari role, uh, that Jack linebacker role, and uh, creating some havoc here on the Purdue uh, side of things. So uh, just a really entertaining uh, matchup, I think, in terms of the young guys that LSU is going to be welcoming into this uh, into this game. Um, uh, I, I think that when you look at just the, 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 the Purdue side of things, there's a lot of uh, a lot of players that are that are kind of out right now, um, you know, with their you know, starting quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, who is now uh, you know, kind of out for a while. Uh, he's somebody that, um, you know, he's declared for the draft. And so, um, you know, when you when you talk about just some of the Purdue guys that are going to be missing this game, I do think LSU is going to have a really distinct advantage. Uh, being able to 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 be able to pull this one out, Dylan. Just I know you wrote about some of the Purdue guys that are going to be uh, out of this game. Just just talk about it from the Purdue side of things. I mean, just the the guys they're going to be missing, the players they're going to be relying heavily on uh, on the Purdue side. And uh, you're you're muted. <laughs> We're having some technical difficulties today with Dylan, so. Bear with us, but he's he's pushing through. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. But um, uh, you know, I think you know right now when you look at kind right. of the That's produce good. side of there we go. Yep. All right. You got to start with the quarterback, right? Uh, yeah. Right. Right, Dylan. Let, let's, yeah, yeah. let's let's get through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. They're, yeah. So they're going to be on their third string, the second string quarterback, Austin Burton, who uh played a game. Uh, in September, so LSU will have some uh, a good idea of what they're working with there. Um, but really, it's about what is Austin Burton working with because they're without um, Charlie Jones or Payne Durham, who are really who were really the offense for most of it. Uh, they're going to be relying on Devin Mockaby, the running back, a lot uh, because he is. There, who he had, he, I mean, he didn't reach a thousand rushing yards this season, uh, but was still their leading rusher by like 800 yards. So, there, and he's also their fourth or second returning, uh, re- receiving option as well. Uh, because the, the, the passing off really was just Charlie Jones and Payne Durham. Um, yeah. outside of that, it's a couple of, a couple of contributors, but, nobody really took a major role outside of those two. So it's going to be wide open in terms of who's going to get the ball, who's going to be the focus. Um, we'll probably see a bunch of, a bunch of young guys who want to make a name for themselves with the new head coach and the new coaching staff really try and, uh, and take precedent. So it's, it's kind of got the feel of the LSU Kansas state game last year, but on the yeah, LSU side where, 
you don't really like what what are what are we going into this game expecting and who's going to play? You don't really know. Um, you really don't know an offense. The defense is actually intact for the most part, and there are a bunch of returning players. Yeah, uh, so, a- so, some key some key people missing on the on defense as well, but more more so they can keep the same identity that they had. Yeah, they, they're missing a couple of pass rushers that I think combined for about four sacks and six and a half tackles for loss. But those were kind of, you know, starters, but kind of semi-starters too. They rotated a lot with their defensive line. Um, you mentioned Charlie Jones. Uh, he was a well, they just missed their, their, their top pass rusher just entered the portal a couple of days ago as yeah, well. Yeah, I can't so, remember what his name was. Don, um, yeah, it's – yeah, it, it, it's escaping me as well. But, yeah, he Char- – no, it, yeah. it's what, I can't. Well, Charlie Jones name. is the receiver. Jack Sullivan. Jack Sullivan, oh, Sullivan is the name. Yeah. yeah, he uh he was their top pass rusher and one of their top DBs. Uh, Corey Trice also in the portal. So they have a couple of key players, but overall it'll be the same defense that they that they saw. Yeah, no, I I um you know you you mentioned Charlie Jones. I mean, there's another little tidbit on him. He was. Second team AP All American this year at receiver. I mean, he had 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns, uh, over well over 100 catches. So you just know how much of a significant loss that is for them. Obviously, Aiden O'Connell, who was their starting quarterback, is starting to prepare for the draft as well. So, um, yeah, just a lot of pieces that Purdue is missing heading into this game, and it's why I think LSU has a pretty good advantage. I mean, I, the line is 14 and a half. It's pretty much stayed that way. Uh, in the last week or so, you know, over the holidays, it hadn't really moved a whole lot since some of these moves have become official. Um, and I think this is just a really good opportunity for LSU, to be quite honest with you. I think, um, you know, you're if you look at it from a 20 selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Technical difficulties all over the place today. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, I think, look, like I said, it was, it's just going to be something where it's a, a really big opportunity here for LSU, um, you know, just in terms of 
getting the program back on track after uh, you know kind of two game skid there where they lost to AM on the road. They lost obviously the SEC championship game to Georgia. Uh, there's no, you know, I, 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 you weren't going into that Georgia game thinking LSU was going to win, but um, you know they did give up 50 points. I'm sure that leaves a you know, a, a sting in the, the the mouths of the defensive players there. And so, you know, they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, I think, and ending this thing out with a, a great opportunity for a bowl win. Um, you know, I think probably the you know, the coaching staff is is, is, is gutting it out for, for one last victory as well. I think that's really important for them um, to, to, you know, close this thing out well. And it's a good opportunity for these young guys. You know, they're, they're going to be welcoming in 15 early enrollees, um, their transfer players, you know, just having those guys around or, or even just watching from a distance, you know, they're not, um, you know, I'm not sure if those guys are on the trip or not, but, um, you know, just seeing how they do things, you know, I think is going to be really, really important. Um, and for LSU to just get out of here with some fun and some entertainment uh, and, and to get out of here with a win, uh, I think it's just going to be extremely, extremely important. So, um, you know, I think we could probably throw it into some predictions now. Um, I guess I will start, you know, LSU, you know, it's 14 and a half point game right now in terms of the spread. I think the over under is set at 56. And uh, so you're, you're probably looking somewhere in the range of, uh, you know, 30 to 20, 30 to, you know, 34 to 20, something like that. I think that's kind of where I'm at. You know, we're recording this a couple days before even our, uh, preview and predictions piece comes out. So we'll we'll have more of a firm, I guess, score when that piece comes out on Sunday before the game. But, um, yeah, I think, look, it's just a, a really big opportunity here to get the young guys involved. You know, I'm really excited to see what some of these young guys can do. Uh, if they can get Walker Howard some significant snaps later in the game, I would love that. Um you know, and there's still some there's still some decisions to be made. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, particularly with the the running back room, you've got a couple of veterans there um, that I think are are really um, you know kind of inching or, or kind of you know, they've got decisions to make. You know, whether it's John Emery or uh, Armani Goodwin, Noah Kane, those guys. You know, they're you know I think Josh Williams is going to be a staple of this running back room next year. But outside of that, there's going to be some pretty open competition, I would imagine, throughout this offseason and. You know, which of those guys wants to stick around for it, I think is going to be a major question after this game is played. So um, that's going to be really interesting. Um, uh, Dylan, just for you, um, we're we not locking in a score or anything right now, but just your overall predictions for this game and just kind of how it plays out. Yeah, so again, like you said, it, it's more about seeing – Less about the final score and more about seeing what happens on the field uh, with guys like uh, I want to see a lot from Demario Tolan, who has a huge opportunity with impressing the the defensive staff um, throughout the year. Uh, He has a big opportunity to earn himself some playing time with a new look linebacker room next year. Uh, It'll be interesting to see again how they use Harold Perkins if they keep wanting to push him and play him at like the Jack linebacker or make him more of a traditional linebacker and see if they use this game as a little bit of a, as a warm up and, and seeing who steps up in the secondary um, because they do have some veterans playing, but there's not much depth outside of them. Uh, so maybe like a little Terrence Welsh 
uh, getting some serious playing time. So it, it's about the young guys and, and what they do. Um, and of course, walking away with a win would be huge to, to get back to a, uh, a, t- a 10 win season uh, would be absolutely massive uh, for the confidence of the program uh, wanting to end the season. Right. Uh, again, it's a bowl game. So it, you know, opinions differ on how much it matters, but winning uh, your last game of the year after how the last two games have gone uh, and getting to that 10 win mark uh, would be huge for the program. So I think that's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's about going into next year, going to the off season with some momentum, beating a Purdue team that you should beat. Um, and yeah, just getting a good look at the team next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the momentum and the confidence thing is is really big. I think for for any off season is to go in uh, into it with the, with the right mind, and certainly coming off of a win, uh, you know, winning a bowl game like that is is certainly a way to boost some boost some egos, boost some confidence, and and get those players' minds right. And so, you know, I, I think you know it's going to be huge for 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 this team to to come out and to execute well. You know. Everybody knows you know, what the deal is with Purdue right now in terms of the losses that they've suffered, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so I, I'm going to be looking at LSU's offense here just to to really see you know how how well they can gel in these you know after these 15 or so practices they've had since the end of the SEC championship. Um, you know you've had a banged up Jaden Daniels for the last couple weeks. How does he look? You know coming out of the gate uh, with his ankle. Um, just a couple of minor stories there. I think that everybody needs to be watching, uh, and then just you know execution, execution. I think that's really, really big in, in a game like this, and just playing the right way, not not uh, you know not playing to your competition and 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 playing your brand of football. Um, you know, now that they've had a little bit over a month off, just seeing how that translates or and and how that how that kind of goes. Uh, with with so much time in between games, I think is going to be really important for this for this team and and kind of to establish that year one foundation that they've 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 set that year one precedent that they've set. And so, um, yeah, I mean, with that, I think you know we 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 put a nice little preview together on this thing. We've apologized again for the technical difficulties, but um, you know I think we got some good thoughts out there, and we'll be back um, after the game on Monday. We'll we'll certainly get a reaction pod up. We'll be um, introducing somebody new to the to the family uh, coming up here in a few days. We're excited about that, um, and uh, just a little teaser out there. So, uh, but but you know with that, you know we're 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 extremely excited to see LSU play in this game and. Uh, We'll certainly catch you guys uh, in a little bit. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.